Welcome back to this episode of the Visibility Queen Show. Today, I am with one of my most best friends. Um, she is my 5.30 a.m. accountability partner every day at 5.30 a.m. You can expect me to be on a Zoom with her. So I want to welcome an amazing woman, an amazing coach, an amazing social media strategist, an amazing sales um, expert, the one and only Megan Flanagan. Hello. Thank you for having me on at 2.30 in the afternoon because at 5.30, I don't think, I mean, we know we look good, but at 5.30, this is not what we look like. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, so tell my audience a little bit about who Megan Flanagan is. So currently, I have a social media agency, if you will, with a very small, um, personalized, team-wise, and that has been in business for six years now. Uh, we had our sixth anniversary in May, so quite proud of that milestone. And about three years ago, I also started coaching female entrepreneurs in business, sales, and mindset. Um, and that came through um, just an evolution of of kind of starting to, to coach and mentor people with what um, my strengths were. And as you know, um, really sales is the, the leader in those three things that I love to coach female entrepreneurs on. So prior to that, I was at QVC for 11 years um, and I was a buyer and a planner and we bought products that sold on TV shopping. And if you don't know QVC, Last I checked, it was a $13 billion company. Um, they have seven or eight QVCs all over the world. I only bought for the US, but um, my last department I was in, I was in multiple departments, um, which served me well. My last department was electronics and tech. Um, so at the tail end of my time at QVC, um, I got really into the internet and tech, and I always knew I was ahead of my friends with tech, technology, like all growing up, I was like the first person to have a CD player in my car. And everyone's like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, this is great. I can listen to CDs on my hour drive to school every day. That's like right. it was just, you know, and my, everybody thought I was crazy. So, um, but what that did is it started to propel me into the social media world. So each thing I did kind of like layer upon layer, brick upon brick, kind of paved the way for me to be where I am. Um, real quickly, prior to being at QVC, I lived and worked all over the world. So after I graduated college, I left my hometown. <laughs> I went to London, New York, Hawaii, and um, Northern California, like the San Francisco Bay Area, prior to moving home and then working at QVC. And I think, not I think, I know why that's important is because I got exposed at a young age to a lot of different cultures. Mm -hmm. um, the way countries operate, the way cities operate, um, the way people operate in different parts of the country, how they communicate with each other, um, how they don't communicate with each other. And that was like, that was like an amazing kind of tool, um, uh, like toolbox to gather for myself. Again, as I launched into social media, start my own company and coach people. Um, because you come with a, a breath of knowledge from, like I said, so many different cultures. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And you probably learn so much like living in all those different areas. And yeah. they're all good places, by the way. None mm -hmm. of them are bad places. Right. I was like, why did you purposely pick expensive places? I'm like, 
I don't know that I purposefully, I picked places that I was like, oh, that would be really cool to live with. And oh, by the way, it's like one of the most expensive places in the world, but it also helped me figure things out and problem solve, which is one of my strengths as well. So, you know, all these things kind of like, as you get older, you can start to weave all these threads and kind of see what, what you've done with your life and how everything has affected everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you were at QVC and then what, how did you go from QVC to getting into social media? So I was laid off from my corporate job and that was, you know, I didn't talk about that for like a year. Um, that was devastating for me because my whole identity was wrapped up in my job there. Everybody always wanted to know what celebrity was coming in the building. What celebrity was I meeting that week? Um, you know, it was everything to me. And so when I first lost my job, it was, um, it was, it was devastating. And I remember, um, I knew I had to do something. Um, and I remember kind of trying to weave my way around different things, finding out information. What could I do? I knew I didn't want to go back into corporate America. And at the time I started following Gary Vaynerchuk. And he put, um, uh, turn the volume down if you have kids in the car. Um, he put out a video called Make Monday Morning Your Bitch. Mm-hmm. And it was like February something, like probably now six or seven years ago. And it literally got me up off the couch. And I was like, what am I doing? Like I've wasted like three weeks of my life. And, you know, that's, that's nothing. But at the time it was everything for me. And it really propelled me into action to, to figure out what I was going to do. Um, and side note, I ended up meeting him, telling him that story. And he shouted me out on his podcast. So it's crazy again, how things all tie together. Yeah. But um, it just really propelled me into get focused. You know, you're smart. Um, I had a coach at the time who was a friend who has coaching agency. Um, and now I'm a coach in her coaching agency. Mm-hmm. Um, she coached me through strength finders that I had done that um, Gallup strength finders two years prior. She made me pull out my strengths again. And she said, read them to me. Like, these are your core DNA. You cannot argue with them. Now, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want my own business, you know, and then I figured it out from there. And, you know, that that's how it transpired. I mean, that was just the beginning of it. Um, but it's been, it's been a phenomenal ride, even with the ups and downs and the losing the clients and the, the growing and everything. It's just, it's been everything I wanted and more. I love that. And I love you saying that, telling that story because for everybody watching and listening, like I go to Megan for mindset help. I go to Megan for money box, but we have to realize that the reason she's good at that is because she's been through the ish, right? You've been through it. You've overcame that. Um, not to say you're not going to go through anything. And we all do. We have ups and downs, yeah. but it's, it's, it's refreshing. That, not that that sounds, I'm not trying to make that sound bad, but it's refreshing that you've been through the ish too. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's lot. anybody who hasn't. And um, this past weekend, I was talking to some friends and we kind of had this conversation. We're like, you know, everybody's house is the same. The same thing is going on in everybody's house. Some people are just better at not talking about it or talking about it and sharing it. Yeah. So 
I think it's the same for our businesses and nobody, there is not one person out there, not Russell Brunson, not Gary Vaynerchuk, not Tony Robbins. Nobody has it all together. It's just how they're marketing themselves. Thank God. Right. It feels so good. It's, it's just like, it's how do you manage the ups and downs? It's like, ah. it's like, you know, some, uh, one of my goals in the next few years is to go surfing, but it's like surfing. You I, ride some good waves, you ride some bad waves. Yeah. It's just, are you going to get up and go do it again? That's exactly. all it is. Exactly. That's the big fat secret. So from social media, you now, you do, you support a lot of people with sales and you also <laughs> support a lot of people with mentoring and coaching. So how did you get from here I'm doing social media, but now I'm going to add, you know, other streams of revenue, basically. Mm -hmm. So it started in our, our mutual coach and mentor, Rachel Peterson. Mm -hmm. Um, I was one of the, the people that started in her social media United group. And I was giving a lot of value. I found that everything I had learned from corporate was really applicable to what I was doing in social media. And I was sharing Right. And if people asked a question, I would share it just thinking, oh, everybody knows this. Um, and what I didn't realize is that, um, A, Rachel was watching me um, and listening. And she was like, she called me and she's like, I would like you to be the coach. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not a coach. I don't have a certificate. I don't, I don't want to go get it. And she's like, no, you don't understand. You have so much knowledge to help others. And that is what really kind of started everything for me is her belief in me and then her and her husband Paul's belief in me and really starting up coaching in SMU and then coaching in the click um, and having that opportunity and giving me the confidence to go out on my own and then now coaching for another agency as well. Um, so that's how it all started. And I think it's and I met you in in person, we had talked on the phone and been on mm -hmm. zoom calls and things like that. But we, I met you in person on, on August, 2019, we went for a CCL mm -hmm. and I know you've probably heard me say this before, but I'm going to tell my audience. So one of the things that I'll never forget about Megan is I was on a call with my coach and she, and she was like, what'd you guys talk about after we got off the call? And I was like, you know, just like 10 K months. And she said, what's so special about 10 K months? why not 12 K months? Why not 15 K months? Not why not 20 K months. And I will never forget that. Um, and I don't like, it's kind of like one of those omens. Cause I never really hit a 10 K month. I went straight to 15, um, which is so funny, but you coached me in that moment. And I had no idea where it was going to lead. And, but it was so true. It was so good. It was like this, almost like this law of attraction that happened when you said that, because literally a year later, that's what happened a year and a month mm -hmm. later, I was making 15 K months. A lot of that happens. I mean, uh, as you know, every morning, but, um, you know, just in general conversation, like it, it frustrated me that, um, I didn't have people when I was younger to tell me you can go do this. Like right. I always wanted a store at the shore, like a retail store. I ended up working in retail all over the world. So I kind of scratched that itch, but I always wanted my own business. Mm -hmm. And I never had people surrounding me telling me, go do it. Like, yeah. let's figure out how to do it. It was just not that 
atmosphere that there is in today's world where people are supporting others and you know people talk about it a first of all what are your real dreams yeah Um, not I just want to go to college and get a job and get married and have kids like that that was the end of the story like when I was coming out of college yeah like you were supposed to get married and have kids and probably would have been frowned upon if I got a job but you know it's been so much greater to have this all happen later in life for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, you know, seeing so many other women too, having it happen over 40 um, is just like amazing. So, I mean, to wrap that up, it's just like, I want to be there to support the people who don't have people to say, oh my God, you can do whatever you want. Right. And it is possible. Like we, you and I see it every day. Right. Absolutely. What is possible that the world doesn't see that's not what they run on the news and on tv but yeah we see the things that people are doing every day just freaking blow our minds yeah and you know the thing is too some of us may have had that entrepreneurial spirit when we were younger and i don't know if you want to talk about this or not but i remember this story that you told me about some pants came back in style or you like some pants and you were you learned how to sew them and you took them into a store and made them for the store and sold them yeah. But what I'm saying, and you can tell that story if you want, but like we get, we have that spirit, but life kicks us down. Life says things aren't possible. Life says you have to, and people says you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. And so we feel like there's not all these paths. Um, and, And I'm so glad that that's not the case. It is the way it is now with my kids. But like when we were younger, it was one way and that was it. Yeah. And, you know, good, better, and different. It's like, again, I talk to, you know, some of my friends all the time about it. We don't realize that our parents' generation, like my parents' generation, were either raised from parents who were in the depression or their grandparents who actually probably lived with them were raised in the depression. So we're breaking so much generational mindset issues coming out of this. Like, this is, I think, Like people can look around our world and probably just rip it apart and say how bad it is. But this is the greatest time to have a good idea and to want to work for yourself and do things. Like this is the greatest time right now. You've got so much at your fingertips to make things happen. Speaking of that and and this time, um, depending on when you're listening to this. So Megan taught, uh, recession proof your business, um, in the past week, um, for the mastermind we're in together. And she made a list of the businesses that are, that typically do well during recession. And I love that entrepreneur was on there because just like during the pandemic, we learn to pivot. We, we figure it out. We do whatever it takes going back to you, creating the pants, you know, like We do. We do. Just like you losing your job. We do whatever it takes. If we have that mindset and we have that motivation and we have that drive, we will figure it out. Just like Gary V's Monday podcast or whatever it was. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's true. And I think, you know, that's a good thing that you bring up because everybody's concerned. It's all over the news. And I believe, you know, I, when I was uh, coaching on last week or it was this week, um, you know, I thought, you know, should I, I, I really questioned, and I think I talked to you about it in our, our early morning call. Like I didn't want to scare people, but I also, I wanted to, I wanted to empower people. 
Right. Like I wanted to say, hey, here's what's coming in the next six months. Look at your business. And if you're just starting out, like ask the right questions to yourself. Right. You know, are you going to make the right hires? Should you buy this software? You really don't need it. Like make sure that your revenue is covering your expenses and a little cushion. Start an emergency fund. Like if you are taking on new clients and you're a social media manager, perhaps take a look at these businesses that are recession proof. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, nobody, nobody talks about that. No. So, you know. And it was, and I, you know, you know, it's empowering for people. So it, it totally is. It totally is. And one of the other things I want to talk to you about, cause it is the most important thing to keep going during a recession is sales. Yes. So you became really passionate about sales. You teach sales, you're a sales expert. You love sales psychology. Tell us a little bit about that journey and why you're so passionate about it. So one of the funniest things is up until a few years ago, I hated sales. Like that is, that is the internal dialogue that was in my head. Um, is that I am not a slimy salesperson because I couldn't stand salespeople. Now, a little bit of, um, information is that when I was working all over the world, I was a retail store manager. So I had to teach people how to sell. So I was working for the Gap in the UK. Well, if you have lived in the UK or if you visited it, you may know the culture where people in shops do not greet you. They do not say hello. They barely look you in the eye. That is cultural. Um, so then thrust me into the person that has to train the staff, who, yeah. by the way, are not from the UK only they're from all over the world because that's like it's like New York City it's a melting pot right and I have to teach them quote the American way which is like hi how you doing you want fries with that shake kind of thing and I'm like this is not gonna fly um <laughs> so you know I had many talks with my district manager about like listen we got to figure out something because this is not I did it your way it's not working we need yeah. to find a better way that's kind of been an underlying theme um but in my mind, I kept telling myself I hated sales. And interesting, again, um, Rachel Peterson asked me to help with selling, closing calls uh, for the click, which is initially how you and I met, Yes, um, our first touch point. And I said to her and her husband, I said, I'm not a salesperson. Kind of like, I'm not a coach. I go, I'm not a salesperson. I hate sales. And they're like, no, no. All you have to do is share your story and your success. And I'm like, I thought about it and I thought the reason I love sales, as I tell myself, I hate sales. The reason I do like, if I could say I like sales was because I was sharing something with someone that helped them. Yeah. So is it a product? Is it a resource? Is it, a, you know, my car that I love? Is there a reason I can share with you why I love it so much? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the brand saved my life when I got hit by, you know, a truck. So it's like, there's different things we like to share with people. We like know and trust what is near and dear to us. So again, I said, yes. And I started closing their calls for the social click. And I found that I really liked it. And it like kind of cracked something open in me that, okay, I'm good at this. Like, why did I have such bad thoughts? Um, 
Fast forward, Rachel referred me to one of her friends who's a female entrepreneur, six, seven figures. Rachel did a launch for her and blew up her sales calls. So she had to book like, I don't know, 100 to 200 calls in a short window of time. Mm -hmm. They called me in. I knew this woman. I knew what she stood for. And I'm like, I again, I like, know, and trust her. I feel comfortable selling what she's um, putting out there. Yeah. And very quickly, I had back to back calls like five days in a row. And I learned very quickly um, after the first day how to really tighten up my process. What ended up coming out of that was my six step framework, which I now teach um, all the time with how to close discovery calls. Um, and it really it's a framework. Mm -hmm. I hate scripts. Um, I think when people have sales scripts, you can tell right away. And to me, that's the most unauthentic thing you can do as a salesperson or a person pitching their services. Right. And I will tell you, especially going into a recession, the way you will stand out is being yourself. Yeah. So, um, I came up with this framework and it's been, I've been teaching people that now for over three years. So that is how I got into, that's part of it. That's, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the condensed version. It is so good. Yeah. You've taught my inner circle. You've taught the click you've, you taught it at queen con too, right. And mm -hmm. virtual yep. summits we've had. So, yep. and I think it just gets better because I know it gets, you know, you do a little tweaking each time and it just mm -hmm. keeps getting better. So yeah. So 2022 yep. version. There's actually, yeah, there's a new version coming out and we're going to full, like, like explode it. Like it's going to be a course. There's going to be a course that's available for everybody. And then a more in depth with the, what you talked about, like the psychology behind it, because right. I've totally in the past two years, really geeked out on the psychology of selling and the buying. And um, one thing that's crazy is people can use it to be unethical, but kind of like when I'm teaching the framework, I teach like tips and tricks. And I say, you know, I'm teaching this because you're an ethical marketer and I expect you to be ethical with these tools you're learning. So that's all I can hope for is when you teach people how to sell that they're, they have the best um, intentions. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is your, what would you say is your, so I want to ask you two questions. What is your best tip for a brand new entrepreneur that might be listening to this podcast? Brand new entrepreneur, my best tip. Mm -hmm. um, Overall. <laughs> you're going to laugh when I say it. <laughs> Get visible. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm not saying it. I mean, I am I saying pay it. Her I didn't pay her to say that. Didn't pay her to say that. Didn't type um, it. But it is true in this right now, if you are not comfortable and you are a brand new entrepreneur, you've got to get visible to break through the noise. Yeah. I came with a quote, like Rolodex of 25 to 30 years of working, mm -hmm. which is why I, it's not as front, front of mind or top of mind to get visible. Although I know in my um, small circles, I'm very visible. Yeah. I love that. So, Perfect answer. I know. You're making my day. You're speaking <laughs> my love language. Okay. It's true my, though. So. Yeah. So my next question is, what is your best sales tip for any business owner? Connection. Yes. It's not, um, you, when you sell to somebody, you are providing a service and you are helping them and they are getting something from you. You're giving something to them. 
And when you connect with another human being, like you make that connection. And then I teach this in the framework too. Like you can connect for a minute in time or your whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. And if you forward facing are all about connection, you cannot lose. And people will always come back to you because they trust you. Yeah. And that has been my experience for over 50 years. So yes, I said five though. <laughs> no, no, that's so good. That's so good. Yep. Okay. So for my audience, you have a freebie that you mm-hmm. are going to share with them and we're going to put the link in the show notes. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it is my breakthrough sales bundle. So this does include um, the six step framework um, for closing discovery calls includes a little, um, like I would call cliff notes or cheat sheets on Dr. Cialdini's influence book. Um, That is a great resource to read um, about influence, persuasion, just kind of the psychology of selling. And if you are any kind of entrepreneur, you're at some point in time going to have to sell your services. And then the third piece is, um, it's, I believe, 50 questions to ask to, to formulate your ideal client avatar. Because you can't speak to somebody mm-hmm. if you don't know who they are. And you, you might come out, a new entrepreneur might be like, well, I want to sell to everybody. It does not work that way. You, you pick, pick your one person, give yeah. him or her a name and talk to them. And your, the speed to revenue will come that much quicker. I love that. So good. So good. So make sure you check out that link. And then where can my audience connect with you on social media if they want to connect with you? I am at 609media.com. Most of my handles are Megan609. And then I also have a Facebook page called Mindset and Momentum. And that is for female, for the female coaching. So we'll drop the link to that too. Any last words that you want to leave my audience before we go? No, I just think that um, I, I would say what I said on Monday to our, our group, look at, take a look at your businesses, um, make sure they, you're looking at them with a new lens in the next six months, recession proof, um, make sure you know how to sell and connect with people because that is going to keep you in business for years to come. So I love that. So, so good. Thank you so much, Megan. Um, I'm just going to say this and put this out there. This will not be Megan's last visit to the Visibility Queen show. We will have her on again. So make sure you connect with her, ask any questions, or if you want her to come back and speak on something more in depth, let us know too. And we'll make sure to have her back soon. Thank you, Megan. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. 